Subhanallah, alhamdulillah. Depending on, on when you're listening to this or where in the world you are, Ramadan has either just opened or is about to. So alhamdulillah, I make dua for all of you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let this to be one of your best Ramadans. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow you to leave it better than you entered it, better than I entered it. Ameen, ameen, ya rabbal alameen. Say ameen for yourself. Inshallah, today in this podcast, we're going to help to make sure that you are welcoming Ramadan. You're opening a Ramadan in the best of ways by the Quran and Sunnah, because this is just an amazing opportunity for all of us to finally reach levels of ourselves. We haven't the rest of the year, to be honest. So we want to take full advantage, and the best way is to start off with a good foot. So let's do that. Let's go. Before we dive into the podcast, just a quick reminder that today is the absolute last day to get your seven days for free inside of Thrive Muslima. And so I just want to make sure I told you before we jump in, as we're going to get really busy going into all the, the details that we need for welcoming Ramadan, just to let you know that the link is below, the coupon is below. If you're struggling with that, don't struggle alone. Reach out to me, DM me on Instagram, because you're getting seven days of Thrive Muslima in the full program, which has just started a day or two ago for free, no strings attached. So just a reminder, if you haven't already, pause the podcast right here and get on in and get those free days. And inshallah, bismillah, I'll see you inside. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. This is one of our absolute favorite times of year, as I can imagine. It's probably one of yours where, like I've told you before, it's going to be this mix of excitement and anxiety. You might be listening to this half asleep, have begun your fasting, or maybe you're just waiting for it to come in and all of that excitement is right there at your doorstep. Either way, we're going to start it off right. Um, it's really good to set the tone for all of Ramadan, that you feel like you did it in the best of ways. It just sets the mood, sets the tone, and kind of usually helps you to push and motivate yourself when you don't start something good, right? Like think about your day, you wake up in the morning, and the, the morning doesn't go well. How many of us are like, ah, forget it, the rest of this day, can't wait for it to be over. And so we don't want to start that type of an attitude with Ramadan, even if you didn't get a chance to prep as much as you could have, even if you only got half of your prep done. 25%. Here I am going to 10%. You could still make the most of this Ramadan. It will be harder than for the people who prepped, but it is definitely still that possibility. Don't you dare think it isn't. And I want us to stay in the best of um, Iman, in the best of uh, belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He can do all things. So let's dive into a couple ways by the Quran and Sunnah that we should be welcoming Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us this beautiful opportunity. If you have made it to this month, to this day, I just want you to not, first of all, take that for like, you know, oh, they, you know, it, it comes to everyone. There's many people who have, who have passed right before they did not make it to Ramadan. And I know we get reminded of that every year, but it's really true just in my own family or extended family or people in the villages um, of our families, many, many have passed away. And Allahu Alam, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them the highest elevations in Jannah. But really, really starting this month, knowing just to feel blessed and grateful that you've reached it, in and of itself is a sunnah of the uh, of the Sahaba, of the Tabi'in, like the Prophet, peace be upon him, they all felt this extreme sense of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be in this month of absolute mercy. So if you haven't thought of that, just a quick reminder. All right. So the first thing I want to tell you is that, yes, um, 
We're going to be doing the podcast Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So if you're new to the podcast, as I know many of you are, we've had many new listeners, um, just in case you don't know, I'm assuming you are because you clicked on it, but who really knows here? My name is Mindful Musima. I'm a mom of five, big sister to the community, and um, licensed educator of 20 plus years, almost going on 25. This is my passion. You guys know I did the traditional route. Everybody does. Went to school, got a couple degrees, got the big job did the thing that the career Muslim was supposed to do, made it to the top, and then gave it all up to serve my community because I found out this is where my passion is. And I hope that this Ramadan, you connect with yourself and you find out what your passion is. And yes, at first, our families might not understand every decision we make, but the idea is that you've put the work in, you've really, you know, figured out what works for you, and you've earned the right to say, this is what I want for my life. And I know it's aligned with my Dean and what I need to do for myself in the world and my family. So it is what it is, guys. As long as we're doing good and we're staying within the parameters, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, right? So let's go into what we should be doing to welcome Ramadan. To welcome Ramadan is just, first of all, <laughs> I would like to backpedal to what should have happened before Ramadan. So now before Ramadan, and and I'm backpedaling not as in like a, a finger wagging, like, oh, you know, you better have done this. I'm saying it more like, you can still kind of do this in the first day or two, and I encourage you to do as much of it as you can if you haven't already. So even if you've missed that opportunity of kind of doing a couple of these suggestions, do try if you're able. If you're able, inshallah, to try to do them today, they're just going to make a world of difference. The first one is to make a staghfar. When we're coming into Ramadan, we really, really should come just saying to Allah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for any time I've wasted. I'm so sorry for any opportunities I've just let go because of just this or that about myself and where I am. Um, I'm so sorry for that fight I've had with that person or those people right before Ramadan. Like Shaitan, Shaitan, like I told you, he loves to plant seeds. So let's not let him plant them for us in Cha'ban and to carry over into Ramadan, let it go. You're going to say, sis, can't let it go. You know what they did. You don't know what they said. I'm going to tell you something. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives those who forgive others. We don't need to deny ourselves from the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let it go. It is not worth losing the month because it's going to burn inside of you. And Shaitan just wants you to lose the month, pining over that situation. And it could might not be like a fight with a person. It could be like an engagement broke off. It could be like whatever. Leave it to the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is what it is. Just leave it to Allah. So the first thing is just make us far. ask Allah for, you know, tell me you're sorry for everything, everything you noticed, you didn't notice. You guys know the best dua is the chief of forgiveness, the chief of forgiveness. Go look for that one up. It's in the Fortress of the Muslim. It's in many, many um, dua books. It's basically like the biggest um, sorry you could ever give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And um, Rasulullah, he says, if you make this dua in the morning, 72,000 angels will carry your soul into Jannah if you die by the night and if you do this in the night and you don't make it to the morning like in your sleep 72,000 angels look subhanallah um, it's like a bookend dua I say this every day from the morning to the night so that no matter what I'm covered these are like the small secrets the tickets to Jannah so these are all bonus things I'm giving you right now we didn't even get to the points but this is all like pre-Ramadan this is usually what I do the other thing in Ramadan is I start to really um try to get all distractions out the way. So that would have been really great for you to take some time to peel back, to um, make sure that like you've gotten all your, you know, running around, 
out of the way all your appointments everything so you can full fully focus um even in my house we were doing some projects um like li literally some reno projects we knew we didn't want to do that at ramadan we knew we didn't want to like spend ramadan with like walls opened and exposed like wires because we were working on things in the house we we pushed ourselves to close those things up in those projects before Ramadan so if you have anything that could distract you or potentially get in the way of your focus it would be better if you have gotten rid of them if you can already maybe just today it's the last day get anything huge out the way number three these are all again pre-bonus tips um just really making sure that your phone is set up in a way where it's not going to distract you um you might want to Un, like sign out of these apps and make it hard for you so that every single time you have to sign in sign out to get in or maybe you want to just delete them I know some sisters do that some sisters say that works for them some say they don't I want to be honest you need to do what works for you don't do what like you saw some girl do on Instagram or YouTube do what works for you whatever that means figure it out and do it and um, maybe you want to set timers on your phone there's just so many apps for these things where they could do these things these days just take advantage of that um, and so as we are going into Ramadan the last thing I'll say is I really really hope you had a plan I know you a lot of you guys know um, that the the deal for Thrive is closing today to get in for the seven days but what's also generally closing is the opportunity to go into the mentorship with me and that's because a lot of women they try to make goals they don't reach them they don't know why um, a lot of the things that we're going into together in that kind of cohort with the women is getting really deep about what they're longing for and I'm going to ask you the same thing today what are you longing for in the depths of your bones what do you need right now in your life? Just answer that yourself in just one, one word, maybe a couple words, just a sentence max. I'm longing for what? Some of you might be saying peace in my heart, closeness to Allah, focus in my salah, better relationship with my parents. I mean, Allahu alam whatever it is what is that thing you just feel like if I could have that thing and I'm not talking about physical things like material things that thing in your chest and your gut it's just like ah and so we go through a lot of deep questions where we get to the point where we finally come to the real question that guides us into the plan for Ramadan which is about chapters of our life now many of you guys have heard me talk in the podcast about chapters of our life and I do divulge, for example, we have um, the Ramadan journal that made the women get. And you guys know, for the first time ever, I put it actually up on Amazon. And that's only because literally so many people ask me for it. But what I basically do, and I'm just saying some of the questions here so you can ask them to yourself, is by the time we get to the last question that I say, because you guys have heard me talk about chapters in your life. Some people, they want to start a business when they have a newborn baby. Some people, they want to start traveling overseas, you know, when they've just gotten married. Like there's certain times in your life where things are might not work out for you not because those things aren't meant for you or you in your life but because maybe they're not the right season they're not the right chapter of your life if you look at your life like a book right you're going to have these difficult chapters where there's a lot of turmoil and you're going to have these other chapters where things are a bit easier and so in each chapter of your life it comes with its own unique purposes and priorities that call out for your time what are you committing to in this chapter of your life right now in this Ramadan what is it that you need to commit to? Now, the, why am I asking it like this? Because the reason I do this with the women and I sit with them in the Ramadan Recharge Mentorship is because it's funny enough, we sometimes have the same women coming year after year after year. And why? Because in the previous year, maybe you're in a different chapter. 
right? You had different goals, different things. And they like the idea of this, like the small group support and the direct feedback from each other. And from me, where we're, we're like setting out, well, okay, okay. You want to commit to that? Okay. Go off then. Right. <laughs> and then come back and we're like, how did that go after a week? I'm like, well, you know, kind of went like this, sending them off for another week. Going, okay. How did that go? Well, it went a bit better, but I think I still can work on the, okay. So how, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do it like this, getting feedback from each other, going off, coming back. Okay, what about now? And subhanAllah, I encourage you, this Ramadan, to not start the month and then like check yourself again at the end of the month. That's why we have all these like heart gauges I give them where they, they check themselves um, beginning, mid, and end of Ramadan because you can still have time to pivot and fix things. And I suggest you the same. Um, and so alhamdulillah, what we're trying to do in Ramadan is we're trying to establish some type of consistency. So right before Ramadan, the last bonus tip I'm giving you, I guess, is have some sort of a plan. Because let me tell you a secret. Um, behavior, a lot of you guys want to fix your habits. You want to have good, you know, habits with Allah, consistency. Allah loves consistency. We all hear these hadith. Behavior is very much linked to your belief. And your belief is not just like, oh, I believe in this, I believe in that. No, no, no. I'm talking about your core identity, who you believe you are. If I believe I am a healthy person, I tend to naturally live in the lifestyle of a healthy person because I'm convinced that's who I am. If I believe I'm a person who's just a loser, I can't get it together, I never this, I never that, then I'm going to have behavior that fits that identity. What we're trying to do in Ramadan is have this identity of taqwa, right? Having more tawakkul of Allah. If you're a reaver and these words are like, what is that? Um, we're trying to gain taqwa. Like, it's just like this, it's, there's not a good translation for them, to be totally honest. Let's say just like this, they'll say sometimes, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's just this beautiful closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where you just honestly love what he loves and hate what he hates. You just have this burning desire to make your life revolve around Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for lack of better words. And then, and just like uh, complete faith in, in, in him. And it's just, I can't explain it. It's this thing when you have it, you you can feel it. It's almost indescribable. But when, and, and this comes from tawakkul, which is this trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's really hard. It's really hard to trust people. You've been hurt a lot in your life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He's the best keeper of promises. It's a different situation, right? So here we are working on that. And now I want to just get into some of the suggestions. That was really just me priming you to receive Ramadan because those are things that I've talked a bit about in the podcast that I hope you've been working on. But if you haven't had a chance, I just wanted to give you that last minute. Like if you could just do any of these, it would be great to have some type of written plan. Like I said, if you want to join us in the mentorship, I think this is maybe 24 hours, 48 hours. Link is below or DM me on Instagram. But if if not, you just at least yourself. When I say make a plan, it's it's systems that work. It's not having goals. A lot of people set goals. The goals are great, but it's how you're going to achieve the goals. It's the how that is literally a difference. And that's when I just described to you of how we're checking in, checking in. That's the how part because you need systems in your life. Like I have a morning routine system. You could check it out on YouTube. Morning routine. I think out of 2022, I just put one up this year. I have an older one from 2019. That's old. And then I have an evening routine, you know? So like you have to have these systems the way you do things. How, how do I do Quran? I have a system. How do I do 
this. I have a system. And, and that's what breeds the consistency is actually the system and just doing the same system over and over. You might have heard me talk about if you were in the five-day challenge, shout out to you about uh, discipline. The discipline comes from having a system and doing it consistently. And this is my big piece of advice to the ladies before I, I jump in is, is please it's great to watch YouTube videos during Ramadan where you're going to like watch somebody else's morning routine in Ramadan. You're going to watch somebody else's evening routine, the way somebody else does their prayers, somebody else does their dhikr. Good. It's great to get inspiration. But the way you're going to have your system that's the right system for you is by figuring out what your system is. Because even though you might see that sister out there and she's doing X, Y, Z at the same time, what I'm going to tell you is while on the camera, you're like, okay, I'm a mom of two. I'm watching this sister. She's a mom of two. Makes sense. I'm going to watch her video and it's going to see if I could try that in my life. That might be good ideas that she has. But off camera, you don't know what's going on with her spouse. You don't know about her career situation. You don't know about her money situation. You don't know about the stresses in her life, about the drama with her in-laws. Like everybody has their own dynamic. And the last thing I want you to do is try out somebody else's system and then not be able to do it because it doesn't work for your lifestyle and your life circumstances in this chapter of your life. And then for you to think you're a failure, that wouldn't be fair. That would not be fair to you. So I'm encouraging you to find your own system. When I say I'm working with women, that's what I'm doing. When I have women do consultation calls, that's what I'm doing. A lot of women listen to the podcast, but there's one thing about listening to it passively. It's another thing to actually take action. And a lot of people think, oh, I don't have time for that. But you know what takes more time? Doing it the wrong way. Literally, we save a ton of time when we do things the right way. So I just encourage everyone, have a plan, have your own system, and to um, figure out what really works for you. So one of the first things I want us to do after that long uh, preamble, because it's really important to approach Ramadan the right way, and it's like I said in my um, morning routine video, I think I said was a great, I think it was, I said in the intro to my evening routine video, which is um, a great morning start starts the night before. It's like a great Ramadan starts the couple weeks or months before. It's the same type of deal. If you didn't get to do it, don't shoot yourself in the foot. It's okay. You, you know, Don't beat yourself up. It's none of that. It's just, I had to throw that in there because that's the mom and me going, come on guys, you could still do it. It's just me. Okay. All right. So let's start off Ramadan with the first thing, which is renewing your intentions, just renewing your intentions. I know sometimes you might show up at a class to learn. It might seem obvious. Obviously I'm here at this class to learn. I have people show up at my book clubs. Obviously they want to read a book and chat. They have people show up at like different live events we have. Obviously they're trying to learn whatever topic that is. No, even the prophet peace be upon him, he would go to do any small act. He would renew his intention. I want you to get really used to doing the same because you will maximize every single thing you do. I have some moms in here that are going to dread going into the kitchen and cooking this Ramadan. I see you. I feel you. I know what you're going through. But if you think about if you just renewed your intention when you picked up that spoon and put it in that pot. Bismillah. Ya Allah. I would rather be reading Quran right now, but I'm feeding my family. Ya Allah, count it for me as ibadah, as worship, because I'm caring for my family for your sake by keeping my responsibility. See, you just turned that cooking that you didn't really feel like doing into worship, into something on your scale. It's very different than like, oh, I got to go in this kitchen. I got to cook this thing right now. Very different. Subhanallah, just by perspective, just by renewing intention. Don't ever underestimate that every time you open a book, every time you sit down for prayer, every time you sit with a sister who just needs an ear, every time you, you wipe your kids' tears because they've been fighting with their other sibling. Like make everything an act of ibadah in Ramadan, an act of worship in Ramadan. Incredible opportunities you'll find if you just literally do that alone you could find all of your deeds in Ramadan double, 
triple, quadruple, seriously, we're underestimating. Don't lose that. There's a little tip for you in there. So the second thing is special da'a. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, has allowed you to reach this month in the best of safety and iman. And, and it is reported that Anas ibn Malik, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to say from the beginning in the Rajab of his prayers, O oh Allah, bless us in Rajab, bless, bless us in Sha'ban, and bless us in the Ramadan. And when he used to see the Ramadan like moon, he used to pray, O oh Allah, make this crescent to shine on us with safety, faith, security, Islam, and good fortune to do what is beloved and pleasing to our Lord. Lord, our Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're, this is coming from like Tirmidhi, Ahmed. And so subhanAllah, um, just to um, make the du'as, there's so many du'as, just increasing in your du'a um, all the time. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves for you to call out to him. And that's what you're doing, just constantly calling out to Allah, constantly remembering Allah. That A lot of you guys want to be close to Allah. I'm going to be doing a podcast coming up on that. That is one of the ways. Just heads up. Definitely, definitely. And if you don't speak Arabic, it doesn't matter. It's it's always nice to speak Arabic. But if you don't, sincere du'as, Ya Rab, Allah help me. I'm so lost right now. I don't know how to fast. This is my first year fasting. This is my fifth year fasting and I'm still struggling. Whatever it is, ladies, just the du'a alone is such a rahmah, such a mercy. Okay, next, gratitude. A lot of us, we want to combat sadness. We want to combat feelings of anxiety and anger. A lot of times people, when they're fasting, they get angry. They get angry a lot. So if you feel that's you, you're not alone. If you feel you're going to lose your patience a lot faster, you're going to feel frustrated a lot faster with your job, with your kids, with the traffic, whatever it is, gratitude is the biggest thing to combat that. So just thinking of everything. And you guys know I have a four-point journaling system. And subhanAllah, when you go to journal, um, one of the first things I tell you in the, the, the system is to one, vent. Like let it all out, vent. How do you feel right now? Boom. But then the second thing is to pivot to the positive and tell Allah what you are grateful for. Because here's the thing. When you're constantly looking at everything you don't have from a place of of having less, you're constantly going to see the world around you in a difficult place, in a difficult way. Everything is hard. Everything is horrible if you're focusing on that. But when you focus on what's good, it allows you to find the good, to have the the appreciation, to have the gratitude. So with the with the pivoting to the positive does, especially in the journaling, and I'm just giving you this as an example, oh Allah, thank you for this. Now you're going to start off basic. Thank you for my food. Thank you for my shelter. It's going to feel pretty like whatever. But then it's going to be to the point where you've you've gotten to like deeper things you know like thank you for one of my kids out of the three for being easy with me today the other two yes they're difficult y'all give me strength but there was the one i noticed who was just so sweet and so helpful y'all thank you so much may allah bless him may bless all my kids alhamdulillah ya allah i know it was so hard today at work and the traffic was this and this and this but i noticed that my spouse was kind to me and i really want to say thank you for that kindness i really needed it today these things, ladies, the recognition to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is Allah saying, be grateful and I will give you more. And that's kind of what we need. We need more. We need more mercy. We need more help. So it's a good thing for you psychologically, but it's also a benefit for you in the dunya and the akhirah in terms of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So never a bad thing, only going to help us a lot. The other one is, is to just really, as you're in Ramadan, keep reevaluating your plan. I talked to you about this plan that you're supposed to have in the beginning. And I told you you should have like this plan, this system, this way you're going to go about things. Most people, they just, they shoot way too high. They have like this big list of things after these big accomplishments. And I think you should be really careful in balancing between, um, you know, what is too much. 
we had in one of our five day challenges, one of the first day, um, I know Aliyah Umrian, she came on and she spoke um, from Honest Tea Talk and Solace about um, this whole uh, quality over quantity. You know, I can read the whole Quran in Ramadan. Good. But what did you actually get out of it? I'm not discouraging anyone from doing that. I'm just saying there was another sister who came on. She said, well, I think I've learned I have to just do it little by little because her, let's say her Arabic wasn't that strong. She was doing like a half or a quarter, but she was also making sure she understood and tried to implement everything or as much as she could. So you're, you're going to find what works for you. We talked about this, but always you should start with the basics. If your salah is not good, it's not on time, it's not full, whatever, don't shoot for these extras. We want to first please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Rasul Sallallahu he says, when you go to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if your salah is good, everything after that will be good. But if your salah is not good, everything will not be good. See, see what I'm saying? Like, so we're going to run for like these extra prayers, these extra things, and then our regular salah is not even on time or we're not even doing all of them or whatever it is. So, you know, what I'm just saying, just don't forget the basics, but as you're going through your plan, Make sure it's realistic and make sure you keep pausing weekly to check it because what usually happens, and you guys heard this if you took my Ramadan free class, which was, um, you know, generally explained to you how people tend to start Ramadan strong and then they dip off after the first week and a half and then people start to disappear. <laughs> like they were in the mosque and now they're not because they start off, they just like, you know, somebody like bolts out the, the gate on a race and like rah, and then they, they can't maintain the consistency so that whole slow and steady wins the race is a bit better but you definitely have to keep checking in on yourself to make sure either plan is going well and if not tweaking it this is life it's okay and the other thing i want to suggest to you is to really learn about the rules of fasting i hear a lot of time and i know it's especially more with women who are less uh, like they're new to islam but not necessarily sometimes it's the born muslims too who don't understand the fasting and the rules and so they're making sins throughout the whole Ramadan definitely something to be avoided. Like if I'm not sure about like bodily functions or about menstruation issues or about this, these are not things you'll ask your friends. Okay. These are things you should ask the shiuch. Like these are things that our scholars know. These are rules of fiqh of Islamic law, different things. So you, you really have to make sure you're not just taking this as a joke. You're not like looking up posts on Instagram. Guys, this is real. This is real sin and real rewards. So, you know, just making sure that our fasting is not spoiled by just these little mistakes that we're consistently making all the time. And obviously some of that is related to our tongue. The rules of fasting, because the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, whoever does not give up bad words and bad deeds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of him leaving his food and drink. Does it mean, oh, you know, I, I have a sharp tongue today, so I guess I don't have to fast the rest of the day? No. But the point is the reward is much less. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, is the best knower of the rewards, and these are his secret rewards. We cannot have anybody that can claim anything. But in Bukhari, we, we learned this, and it's very, very important to keep this in mind. Responsibility for learning what affects you and what you're allowed to do and concerning your very specific situation. And lastly, I encourage you to be super generous. Um, at the end of the day, um, the shaitan, he wants us to hold our, our money purse tight when it comes to different groups and organizations. Oh, I can't, you know, I'm hurting myself. You don't know how many times I did not even have money to pay the rent, to pay my car payment, and I literally gave it away. Now, I'm not suggesting that for you. I'm just saying when I did it, I got it back tenfold, just like the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't let yourself um, feel stingy, even if you don't have that much. I'm not telling you to put yourself in danger in any way. Don't, don't take me the wrong way. I'm just saying that sometimes you have to give to get, and, um, and Allah promises it will never be lost. 
And I've only had a good experience with that. And that's me speaking from my own personal experience, but also just referencing the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will care for us. And again, that comes with the good intention, right? And then what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to make a donation and then like mumble and moan and groan about it because then you'll lose the reward. And I want you to go telling everybody about what you did because you'll lose the reward and at a level. And so what I want you to do is just really with just complete humility. It can be something as easy as inviting um, your neighbors or, you know, people to have iftar with you. It could be just like helping a sister out. You know, it could be even not even monetary guys. It can be just like watching a sister's kids on a day when you, you are having your menses and you can't fast so that she could fast and have Quran. You know, like we, we have to look at, at deeds and generosity and kindness as there's no limit on that, you know? And the Prophet, peace be upon him, was most generous person. But in Ramadan, he used to be the most, most generous um, when Jibril used to meet him. Jibril used to meet him during Ramadan every night, and he used to read the Quran with him. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, was then more generous with goodness than the blowing of wind, Al-Bukhari. And so let's uh, have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be uh, on our tongue regularly. Let's look for every opportunity to do good, to make dhikr, and to, to do all the things we mentioned today, you can always rewind and uh, check out the things I said. But I did mention making far, asking Allah to forgive us and to make sure that we're renewing our intentions, make sure that we are trying to take away all the distractions, making sure that we are having some type of a plan and we're checking in on it, making sure that we're starting with these amazing du'as. You have a little du'a book you carry in your purse, maybe a little Qur'an. It goes without saying that we're reading the Quran in this month. Um, obviously, I'm just giving like um, bonus tips. Obviously, you should spend the most time. This is the month of the Quran. It's not the month of uh, iftars. It's not the month of uh, hanging out all night, staying up all night and watching shows with the family, as I know many, unfortunately, families like to do. It's a great time for family, guys, but don't lose the time. If I can give you my bonus tip, it's don't lose this time. It's so precious. Have a little time, but everything in moderation. Rasulullah he was not in big party gatherings, hangout iftars in this time. Why do we feel the need to do that? It is a time of some seclusion. It really, really is not meant to be always community. Community and seclusion. Community and seclusion. With the people to, to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be alone to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Find your personal balance. And in the end, my final word is do what works for you and don't compare yourself to others around you because their story is not your story. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you in your first days of fasting. I will see you inside. And thrive, ladies. I will see you inside our amazing program. Can't wait to be with you. If anybody else wants to take advantage of that last 24 hours to get in for seven days for free, more than welcome. Can't see you. Can't wait to see you inside. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.